this company, and this is a side story, this company was built on online lead generation. Pearson Smith was. Okay. So I believe in online leads fully. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And before we bring on our guests today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you're there, drop us a review. We will read it here on the show. Our guest today is Michael Snow. Mike is a managing broker with Pearson Smith Realty out of Northern Virginia, where he spends the majority of his day coaching other agents on how to be successful in this industry by being knowledgeable in their field, responsive to clients and coworkers, and ensuring that the processes are smooth and being followed at all times. Mike, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate you uh, you having me. Mike, man, I'm excited to interview not only for your your knowledge and your wisdom, but Mike yeah. is a Commanders fan. Oh, gosh. And he's one of, yeah, Josh was like, ah, oh, I can't take this. Yep, he's got his hat. He's holding it up. Now, this is what a lot of people don't know about me. I grew up a die-hard Washington Redskins fan. Yep. Now, I feel like Dan Snyder has destroyed the team. You know, comment on the YouTube video if you feel the same. I feel like, man, he's just done a terrible job with the team and everything. But, you know, I feel like I don't run into many Washington Commanders fans. Well, I feel like all we run into are Commanders fans around you. We're lonely out there in the world. But I'll tell you, man, the Eagles, you know, which, yeah, I can't help but root for the Eagles a little bit, but it's really hard because they're in our division. But I'm local here. Yeah. We were the the only team. Yeah, we were the only team to to knock the Eagles off. So so, far. Yeah, exactly. So So... He's going to bring that type of strategy of how to yes. beat the number one team in the NFL, how to beat the number one t- agent. Stop the undefeated. Team. Yeah, stop the undefeated in your industry. But before we get to that, Mike, can you tell a little bit about your story, how you got into real estate and ultimately managing like you are? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, and I, you know what? The, the commanders, I don't know if you saw it earlier today, but we just got flexed into the Sunday night game. I saw that. Here in a, in a couple of weeks. So yeah. I felt like, I was like, oh my God, we are a real football team. We're <laughs> actually getting flexed into a primetime game. That's, haven't heard that in a long time. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, so it got started in real estate. Um, I, I got licensed back in 2011. Um, and, and honestly, I, I, I grew up here. I mean, I bounced around the country. My dad was in the secret service. So moved around quite a bit, landed here in 98, in Northern Virginia, um, went to high school, college, uh, in Virginia, got out and, um, ended up getting married in 2008 and, and all time went to work for a defense contractor. So my, the, uh, big company, and I thought that was what I wanted, right? Come out and work for some big Fortune 500. Uh, unfortunately, it like took my soul from me. Mm. It, was, it was, got in there where they, they made you work seven days a week. No, no, I'm sorry, six days a week. They gave you Sunday off. Uh, probably the guy I worked for believed in working no more than 11 hours a day because he thought after 11 hours in your day, that was kind of like a, your productivity started to slip. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> you know. And then, and then as time went on, I went and worked there for a couple of years, but when my wife and I started to say, Hey, you know, we want to start a family, the defense contracting money wasn't enough to, uh, I wanted to say to my wife, Hey, if you want to take a, a year off uh, financially so you can, you know, be with the, our child, I'd like to be able to do that, but I couldn't with just the, the what I was making. So, um, I ended up getting my real estate license and, and everything I made for the year, year and a half leading up to, uh, uh the birth of our first child, um, we socked it all away. So by the time it happened, she was able to, uh, take a, take the year off. That's right? awesome. 
Yeah. So it was really kind of cool. Did it. But then in the meantime, kind of got into it and I was like, man, I really, I really love this. Um, and so I started to do both of them, uh, essentially full time because I enjoyed real estate. So I, I would work that any extra time I had outside of my nine to five. Um, and then a funny story, uh, I started 2011, um, at a local, uh, shop around the corner. I got into the, to, I sat down at the orientation. It's only me and one other person. And it happened to be a guy named Eric Pearson who I played basketball with in high school. So I was his point guard. He was a shooting guard. Oh, and wow. I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's going on, man? And he's like, Oh, I got my real estate license. I'm joining a team. I said, Oh, that's cool. I got my license. I'm joining a team. Um, Anyway, fast forward a couple of years later, and he said, I'm going to start my own brokerage. My uncle's a CFO at a, at a big company. I, I've got a large team that I want to create my own thing. Um, I know you're in management over here at, uh, at this defense contractor. Do you want to be my first broker? So I, so that's kind of how that all wow. started. So I was able to then leave the defense contracting world, go into uh, his new company and was able to kind of go off and running from and what, there. What year was that, that you became a broker? Uh, 2014, 14? no, 15. How many 15. agents do you have now, today? Uh, we are pushing 1,000 agents, if not 1,000. Uh, but we, we started wow. back in 2015 with about 15, 16 agents. Incredible, man. And you wow. spend the majority of your time, we were talking a little bit about this, coaching uh, mm -hmm. your agents. I think you said like 80% of your day is really spent yeah. on coaching. So yeah. you have the unique position of being the last interview released, I think in 2022. So oh, we're wow. going to hit you with the question, probably oh. the last question of the year. What are you coaching agents heading in to 2023 this year? Yeah. Yeah. Super simple. Um, and, and I, I truly believe this is you gotta focus on what you can control because I tell you, it's right now, you can't control the inflation. You can't control the interest rates. You can't control these other items out there that that just, you, you literally can't. It just takes up your mind in a negative way. Um, so what I'm really focusing on is what you can do. And I'm a big prospector, right? So I, I and I, I shouldn't say this lightly, but I truly believe I can teach you how to write a contract. I can teach you how to do a presentation. I can teach you how to take you from contract to close. And I don't want to say that's the easy part, but essentially it is once you, once you figure it out. Um, the hardest part is to, to get that revenue or that the, the flow of new business in consistently. So everything that I'm about is making sure that, you know, we call them pillars or categories, you know, making sure that your pillars of your business are very well defined. Don't go too many. We usually say, hey, let's try to find two to four pillars of your business. Let's come up with a really detailed marketing plan for each one of those pillars, and then we're going to stick to it. So usually my flow is when I meet with an agent for the first time, we have a, we have six circles. I know there's other coaches out there that might have five. We have six. Um, and we make sure that in every area of your circle, whether it's professional, health, financial, spiritual um, growth, um, we make sure your, your goals are very well outlined, the smart methodology on make, being specific and measurable, right? So that's step one. Like we want to, you know, the, the Stephen Covey, start with the end in mind. Yeah. We really want you to have those outlined in detail, right? Then next, from a business perspective, we then write you a very solid business plan. Okay, here are my two to four pillars. Now, how many transactions are we trying to figure out to get into those two to four pillars that are going to hit the revenue or transactional goals that you want to accomplish? 
And then from there is what are the detailed things that you need to do? And then I always use this for an example, like open houses. If open houses is a, is a business builder for you, um, how many open houses is it going to take for you to reach the number of transactions out of that pillar? And so we usually start with like large uh, National Association of Realtor Statistics. So they say it takes 10 open houses conducted to lead to a sale for you, whether it's selling the house that you're selling I or didn't know selling that, okay. a house to an unrepresented buyer that comes in somewhere else down the line. Now, as you get more skilled at that and you track your numbers, it could be two, it could be seven, but we start with we start with that, right? So if you wanna do X amount of deals in the open house category, we're using that as a target to start until we can figure out what your true statistic is for that pillar. Um, and then last but not least, we roll into our schedule, right? So we just start with our goals, we create our business plan, and then I have a very detailed scheduling review process to where I take a Google Calendar, your uh, a notebook just like this, and we make sure we are blocking through a weekly and monthly basis. So we're chipping away at everything that we set out to accomplish. It's the question on every real estate agent's mind. How do I get leads? Lead magnets entice prospects to give you their contact information in exchange for something they find compelling. Discover the best practices and strategies for creating a lead magnet with our free ebook, Lead Generation for Real Estate Agents. Successful internet marketers routinely use lead magnets to grow their email lists, and with this resource, now you can too. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation and download this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation. Take action on this today. I love that. I, I want to go deeper. We're coaching a couple new agents right now uh, that are close to us, uh, just family, friends and stuff. And, um, you know, they're just getting started in the business. And like you, I'm trying to get them up to like four pillars, um, as you're calling it, like four lead categories. One is sphere uh, that uh -huh. we're trying to sphere of influence, right? So friends, family, that type of idea. So that's going to be your referral business, right? Or maybe even business from them. Then you yeah. have Facebook leads we're doing for them. So they're running Facebook ads. Then awesome. one that we're doing is open houses. And then the other one that they're going to start doing is FISBOs and expireds uh, to try okay. to build their database. I'm curious because the struggle now is, okay, they got the four lead sources. Yeah. How much activity which is the schedule, like this is the hard part, right? So, you know, one of them's named Andrea, right? So like her sphere, I think she has um, 35 people or 36 in her sphere right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Talk to me about like the schedule you would see in mind for somebody with their sphere of trying to work their sphere and trying to get them to get business, do that or referrals. Yeah. What, what do you see as the daily activity or what they should yeah, do? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and the first, it starts with just building out the plan in general. So like for sphere of influence, which I know this, it should be, unless you're, a, you know, unless you're, you're brand new to a certain area or didn't grow, you know, is in our minds, we, we definitely 100% want to send, we, we first created a database, right? So like you said, she has 36 people. Yep. Um, that's great, but I really would love to get that to like 250 people. So yep. right off the bat, we're trying to create some sort of goal and target to pick up a couple different people a week that we can add to that database. That's number one. Number two is we 100% want to get something in the mail to them every month 
We 100% want to get something in their their email every month. Um, and so, and, and, and again, this is why I love your guys' stuff so much. I use your, I've been using your Reminder Media Magazine uh, monthly for seven years. Um, so that's a, that's a give and that just goes out. Right. And I think I've gotten, again, not to say, and I know you have to look at budgets and everything. So I have about 250 people in my database. I get, I, I send half of those people, the magazine. So mm -hmm. half get your magazine yep. every, every time the issue comes out, all 250 people, they get my email hands, hands down. I'd love to get that 250 to probably 350, 450 would be yep. ideal. So there's those two things there, but then there's also statistics out there that show that from an SOI perspective, you want to be reaching out to, they, they say hypothetically, like at least the numbers in my world, for every 45 touches in your, in your network or in your sphere, it should lead to a, a sale. So okay. what, yeah. So what that means is when you look at it and then we, that goes back to the business plan. So if I'm looking at, again, I don't have my spreadsheet up in front of me, but if I had it had in there, Hey, I need to do, I want to do 10 transactions out of my, out of my sphere of influence. Well, that means 10 times, whatever, 45 comes up. That's how many touches I need to get. And then I break it down into a weekly and a monthly touch. So every week going into that week. And when we talk about our scheduling assignment, that I do, we, because the business plan has to happen first, I take up their business plan. I say, you know, uh, all right, Luke, we've got a, it, it shows here on the math that based on the number of transactions you want to do, we actually need to be proactively having a real estate related discussion or a meeting or a coffee meetup or something with five people in your sphere every single week. And so that's how we approach it and say we back into the numbers or from like the open so house good. pillar. I need to do three open houses every month to be able to hit the numbers. I need to do seven transactions in this year. And then the, the that's the starting point. And then that's why we're really, really anal on tracking everything you do, because for all we know, it's 30 conversations with your sphere to lead to a deal for you, Luke, but Josh, it's 45 for you or vice I'm not versa. not as good a talker as Lucas, so it takes me longer. I have the gift of gab. The know. open houses, you know. Mike, uh, the open houses, you said three, um, the example was like three a week or something like that. Is that um, listings that you've taken? Or are you doing open houses? You're coaching people to take open houses with other, like other Oh, anybody. Anybody in our brokerage. Like nice. technically okay, from awesome. a, putting my broker hat on, it's got to be within your own brokerage. Yep. At least, at least in our jurisdiction. Right, right. Um, and so, but no, I, I really, and I, I had a huge conversation with, with a couple of our agents last week. And I said to myself, Hey, your numbers aren't where they want to be. So why aren't you taking, why aren't you taking an open house every weekend or one on Saturday and Sunday? If you don't have something else in your schedule that would lead to business generation or, or executing in the business, why wouldn't you just take an open house? It, it, even if no one walks in, you could be doing handwritten notes or, or executing yes. on another pillar of your business while you're there. Because, and again, I always go back to, I love open houses because you're belly to belly with people. And uh, this company, and this is a side story, this company was built on online lead generation. Pearson Smith was. Okay. So I believe in online leads fully. Like I, I think it sometimes, I know there are other big names out there that disregard online leads, but this company is living proof that online leads are legit. Mm. Um, but it's like, why not have the opportunity to meet somebody that possibly would need your help? It just doesn't make sense to me. So that's why some people are like, well, 
it's just a slow time of year. You know, the open houses in November last year were, were not, were way better than they were this November. And it's like, I, I hear what you're saying, but what's the alternative? What, you know, our job is to meet new people and to cultivate those relationships and open houses, in my opinion, is, is, could be the best. No, I agree. Like uh, my brother, Steven, who I talk about a lot on the show, like one of the biggest pillars for him to build his whole business was open houses. How would you oh, yeah. approach? Cause I just want to get deep, like tactical, like, you know, I told the agents we coach, Hey, reach out to other agents and offer to run their open houses. How should an agent approach another agent? Like in your mind to get the, to get the permission and ability to run their open house. How would that tactically look oh, in your mind? Yeah, no, there's, that's a really great question. And, and it's so funny because, you know, a lot of times you're thinking strategically, like strategically, how do I go out and, and just, and find new business. And, and we kind of took that approach here in house with, with some of our coaching and um, you know, it, there are some agents that really took it to heart. And then there are other agents that just do your typical, Hey, let me pick up a phone call. But ideally I would say you need to put, it's all about the value proposition. And so when I say that, say I'm a newer agent, I just got licensed, you know, in my world, I, I tell them, I say, hey, I'm going to give you my broker codes, right? So our broker codes are PSTH1, PSTH2, and those codes will align with the agents that hang in our different offices. And so I say, hey, go on there into onto our MLS, go in there, plug it in, see who the agents are who are, have the listings reach out to them and let them know what you're going to be doing for them at that open house. And I use myself as an example in my coaching sessions. And I say to them, when I was, uh, when I have a listing and someone that there was a woman that used to work with us, she would come to me and say, Hey Mike, this is what I'm going to do for you. I am going to, uh, do a $25 Facebook spend, uh, on your listing. I am going to, um, I'm going to go knock the, knock on all the neighbor's doors and invite them to your listing. Um, I'm going to, when you fir I first get to the listing, I'm going to tell you how many people are, have come through in the first hour, the second hour, the third hour. And so, and the reason why I like that is because you're always trying to make the listing agent look good that, and you yeah. want to turn around and then go tell the owner, Hey, look what we're doing for you. And if you have multiple things going on at once, you, the listing agent, who's more of a, 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 a producer, doesn't have time to go run three listings in the same weekend. So I'm looking for somebody to hold my open house that's going to do a killer job. They're going to hopefully pick up some business, but they're also going to make me look really good in the process. Yeah, it's such good. Yeah, it's a golden I, nugget right there. I love the fact that, like, when you're offering to do an open house for someone, you think you're, you know, in a way you're helping. And, and I think in a lot of ways you can be, but getting a value proposition and basically yeah. saying, Hey, you can trust me to do this. Cause I'm going to drive traffic. I'm going to represent this. Well, you mentioned 45 or, or like number of touches with your database. You mentioned a couple mailers. Are you also coaching on, uh, calling your sphere? If so, how, how often do you do text messages? Do you do any other touch points other than the mailers? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm a big fan of, of client events as well. Right. So, I mean, my business particularly, and that's why I talk to a lot with one, who I coach is because I know what the best um, is, is I try to do two to three client events uh, every year. And so in those client events, I use that as an opportunity to be able to reach out about five or six different times leading up to the event. And then after that's so, so good. Can, can and, you give us an example do, of an event? Like yeah, what's so an example? Yeah, so I'm trying to get this one rocking a little bit more because this is my little project. But I host a putt putt tournament every year, 
Oh, so, putt putt <laughs> tournament. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just something, and, and I always kind of think of it to myself as like, listen, I'm not, I, I, you know, I I like to have fun and I like to do fun things, and you know, so I'm thinking, okay, maybe other people like to do it. So um, every year I take this, I, I rent out this putt putt uh, course uh, in my in my town. Um, and then I invite everyone, all 250 people in my network get invited to that. I usually have about 50 show up, 50, 60 people, that's right? That's awesome. But that's okay because, uh, you know, and I, I tell all my agents that's awesome, is yeah. it should be invite, right? I want you to hear from me four or five, six different times in, a, in an appreciative way to say, hey, I know you're going to think of me when it comes to buying or selling a house. I know that's a given, but I want to say thank you for all the support and I want you to come out and have a good time. You know, it cost me like three or 400 bucks between the putt putt ticket. And I just get water. And I always make a joke out of it. Cause I'm not doing this big, like huge food spread. I'm like, you're going to have the coldest water in town <laughs> and you're going to have a putt putt uh, uh, tournament. And Oh, by the way, the top two adults and the top two kids get prizes. So, and they're good prizes. Like I gave Air- AirPods away and Kindle fire and something else. Oh, so that's great. In all, it cost me $1,000, but I got to reach out to my network of people in the middle of summer about five or six different times. Yeah, it's so good. Another great one that I just saw, we were mentioning Shannon Gillette before we came on. She's a great person to follow on social, and um, she does photography for her sphere. So she invites all of the family for like holiday photos. Um, It's like usually around Thanksgiving time frame. And yeah, it hires like, a photographer to yep. take their family photos awesome. for like four or five uh, hours. And it's just such a big hit, or at least it looks that way from her social oh, and what you get. I like, mean, cause everybody wants a family photo and you're getting it for free from a professional photographer. We have heard just so the audience knows like client events consistently comes up as one of the massive pillars of really generating yeah. leads and referrals and not just real estate, tons in real estate, but in yeah. insurance and financial advising, like it's amazing the amount of guests we have come on that swear by client events. Can you talk to us? Cause you know, I feel like I've talked to you all day, but I want to know about like agents don't want to pick up the phone and call you guys built Pearson on, you know, internet leads. How yeah. do you guys convince agents to pick up the phone and call their leads consistently? And how many times are you recommending people to call a lead? Are we talking, so we're talking about online leads now, yeah, right? Yeah, online leads, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, here's the thing. Online leads are not for everybody, um, but when Eric started his company or started his team back at this, uh, back, it was a Remax, um, back in the day, he he started buying Zillow leads when they were like 25 bucks a pop oh, back geez. in 2011. And so, and it was a really cool story. It's like, you know, he would, he, he'd take as many as he could and then he, he couldn't take any more. So he brought in this, uh, he's the, the guy still with us named Sean Resmont. We call him agent zero. Cause he was the first guy on his team. Then he brought Sean in then he brought more and he kept buying and buying and buying. And that's one of the things about it was like, he saw the value in the online leads. And then he went out to everywhere, right? Facebook, Google, everywhere. Yep. But it is a well-known thing and we know it, but you know, if you get to that lead, I'm not sure you guys are face. Do you guys do Facebook leads, correct? Yeah, we do Facebook ads for people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Facebook, Google, all of those very, very, I would highly promote it, but you have to know what you're doing with the leads yep. when you get them. Right. Yeah. So if I'm buying that lead and, I, and I, I, I hate when people say, oh, it's a bad lead. These are bad leads. 
No, it's not a bad lead. It's just you have to set the expectations. So in my mind, if I'm a Facebook lead, and again, I know it's different for different regions, that is a, that's like a pay-per-click. So it's going to get a, a one to 3% conversion rate, give or take, right? So knowing that coming in, if I was to buy leads from a Facebook, I know that I have to have anywhere from 70 to 100 leads coming in to give myself an opportunity to close on one. But that being said, when that lead comes in, it's in, in my mind, and this is how I was trained and how I trained our agents because I ran our lead team for five years, is it's speed to lead, right? That lead comes in, it hits your inbox, I'm calling within 30 seconds, like hands down, right? And then on top of that, you have to have CRMs in place an automatic text goes out, automatic email goes out. I'm calling right away. I'm setting up a home search that very day. And then going forward, I'm calling every day for the next seven to nine days consistently until I make contact or until they pick up and tell me one reason or another to stop or, Hey, I've been busy. Cause it, I mean, all the stats show that once you hit like, you know, call your contact, like six, seven, eight, it's like a hockey stick, right? Yep. So it, it's like a unicorn when you call that first time and they pick up and it's like, oh, great, let's go see. No, it's like, it's not happening until you're calling on the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time. So so good, spot on. Like okay. we've only been, I mean, we've been doing Facebook ads for years, but only offering it to agents for probably what, six months now, something like that. Yeah. But it's like everything you just said. So if you guys want to, just a quick crash course on internet leads. That's spot on yeah. seeing the same conversion, same type of, we're recommending at least calling 12 to 18 times yeah. over the course of two weeks. Um, you know, the same type of idea. And we see, we, I try to tell people like, it's what you said, expectations, top of funnel, middle of funnel, and rarely will you get bottom of funnel with Facebook leads. You're usually somewhere between top of funnel, middle of funnel, which means you what? You have to nurture them. You have to drip on them. You have to spend time with them to get them to the point of a transaction. Rarely will you have someone. It does happen, but rarely do you have people that literally pick up and go, yeah, I want to buy it tomorrow. It's, no, it's going to no, be a process. I mean, I, our most successful agents here at the company who, who started on the online lead business um, for example, there's a guy named Gunther here who I love. He he is one of he was and he still is one of our top lead converters. But when he first started with us, he didn't close his first online lead until month seven. Yeah, and and now he's one of our top producers. You know, I was watching wow. a video the other day. There's a gentleman out of Canada. I can't remember what show or what podcast I was watching, but his whole business. He's like the largest online lead purchaser in Canada. And he made a he threw out a statistic on the panel he was on. He said, "Listen, he's like, I just closed four deals last week. He's like, from the time those four deals came in until the time they cl I closed them, it was an average of 410 days. Woo. So he closed four deals last week. But you know, it's like, wow, he's a he's a he's doing amazing." But from the first time it came into his funnel until he actually got onto the table, they averaged out to 410 days. Well, say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing, like with my brother, we saw about six months. It was about yeah. six months. And it shows you the value of those other pillars because yeah. you have to do something between yeah. then it, and 400 and day 410. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's like you're saying, like, that's amazing, but that's not what the real estate agent thinks. They think six months is like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And you're like, no, 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 that is like insanely yeah. short. You're really probably going to be nine months months to 12 months, you know, that you're, that you get, uh, if your brother's getting six months, I mean, that's amazing. He should be teaching a course of some kind or whatever. I'm trying CRN to get him to, but he doesn't, and... he doesn't love me enough. I'm trying to get him to, but oh, you know, man. He's, like, he's, six months, he's too that's, busy that's building his it. empire. He's like, I don't have time for this. No. <laughs> I don't have time for you. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, incredible, funny. Mike. Now, we really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your knowledge and sharing your experience. Before we close out, uh, please let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, no, it's uh, so my email, snow at pearsonsmithrealty.com uh, is my uh, is my email address. Uh, if anybody wants to talk about, you know, th- that whole process of, of goals to business plan to uh, to scheduling, uh, I'd be happy to chat with anybody who's uh, who wants to who wants to learn more. Awesome, brother. We appreciate it. And thank you all so much for listening. If you like this episode and want to dive deeper, you can get the show notes over at staypaidpodcast.com. And to show your support for the show, uh, simply head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Drop us a five-star rating along with a comment there. And the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend. Tell someone else about it. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And, of course, you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. What a great episode, Mike. Thank you so much much man for coming on not only are you a commanders fan but you just delivered so much gold i appreciate it what a great way to close out 2022 what a great episode last guest of the year and here's my action item for you right it's perfect it's do you have your goal set your lead pillar set right two to four lead pillars and your daily activity that you're going to execute on in 2023 I know it's near the end of the year, but you still have time. You can pull some old nighters. You probably did that in college. Do it again. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today.